the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffle Podcast, Episode 47. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Hey, Sandra. Good morning. I am good. I'm well rested. Shot out of bed at four o'clock, which is, yeah, I know. I've I've actually been sleeping in. <laughs> I say that loosely because <laughs> sleeping in really, uh, you know, is like five right. o'clock or five thirty. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, this morning I woke up at four. I guess just I think those are podcast days mm-hmm. too. I do that. I'm kind of anxious I've when I get sleeping in. Yeah. Yeah. More than you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I used to be such an early bird. And just since the um, winter break, I've, I'm like totally, I've been going to bed later and waking up um, at like, well, I wake up at 5, 530 and I don't get out of bed until 6. Mm-hmm. And today I didn't get out of bed till 630. Yeah. Well. I did the opposite of you in preparing for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hope that doesn't show people. <laughs> I have a feeling they'll be generous and kind with us because our listeners are. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think we would have had to have said anything, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I got to meet a lot of our listeners this weekend. I know. That looked so fun. So I went just for people who don't follow me on social media or don't know. Actually, I didn't post too much about it. I, I get this overwhelm after I go to an event and I kind of shut down and can't post anything about mm. what, I, what I just did. Um, but I'll talk about it for sure because it was amazing. Um, I went to the She Recovers Sacred Pause Saturday that was in San Francisco. And I was kind of on the fence about going due to some personal reasons that were happening here at home. And I ended up deciding to go. Got a ticket from a friend. And... There were so many people from hip sobriety and those people were so nice and they um, came up to me and told us that they listened to our podcast. And so I brought little stickers. Um, I did a little um, announcement on Facebook um, that week saying, you know, I'm going, um, if anybody's going to be there, who's, who's going. So it was so nice to put like names with faces in real life, you know? Oh yeah. I bet. I bet. I even have a hard time putting Facebook names with Instagram names. So mm-hmm. putting all of that with like a real face would just blow my mind. Yeah. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was, so I got a little anxious right when we first got there and I had to go outside and like draw in my journal and make a bunch of tick marks because <laughs> that just calms me down. I was like, okay, I'm feeling a lot right now. I'm feeling like there's, it's a big, beautiful space. As soon as I did that and the ladies started coming over and we all started laughing and talking and I was totally fine and it was great. And um, mm. it was really nice to, yeah, to re- and to have the time. It was a thing that wasn't super packed with an agenda, you know, like they had loosely some things going on. 
But everybody could just hang out and mingle. Yeah, and have lunch. Yeah, that's nice. They had time for that. And yeah, you know, we did introductions, which really got you to know who was there. Um, people started saying that they were from, you know, the hip sobriety school or if they were from another organization. It was great. It was really, um, yeah, I just felt super supported and loved and everybody was so nice. So nice. Oh, it's so fun. People in recovery, I have found just are so generous and nice. And oh, yeah. No small talk, right? We just got there and boom. <laughs> started talking and it was just that's what I really really dig is kind of the no small talk bullshit um even though I know that has to happen like I had some small talk yesterday at my hairdressers and I was like oh you got to do the small talk while you're in the seat um but I'm finding I have even more tolerance for that because I get filled up in all these other areas of with um you know not having that in my life right real honest direct conversation so yeah. You know, I find now I'm trying to practice just staying uh, interested in the other person, asking questions and making the conversation more about them than me. Um, that helps me get over that awkwardness of whatever small talk and such. I'm practicing that. I got to practice that a little bit yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And it ended up, the conversation ended up turning into something that I wasn't expecting. We started talking about teenagers and alcohol and drugs and it was really, yeah, yeah. And I didn't even take the conversation that way. I was just asking questions and the other moms. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. I'm going to take that advice. You're right. Because if I'm that's staying in the solution, what you're doing. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I, yeah. And I'm kind of staying stuck going, oh, I wish I could be talking to my sober friends. And that's not a solution. I mean, it's uh, sure it'd be great, but that's not really a solution. To right. What I was experiencing. Okay. I'm going to take your advice on that. Even though you <laughs> didn't maybe call it advice, but, <laughs> <Was> it, but? <laughs> I'm going to interpret it as uh, a gift. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a great idea. Ask more questions about them because I can really help navigate the conversation. Right. Kind of steer it a different, you know, kind of let's get out of this. Right. You're not stuck in your head like, oh, this is so awkward. This is so awkward. I, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what to say. I hate this. This is, yeah, yeah. Were you in my head yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just closed my eyes. She knows I can't see without my glasses. So I just close my eyes and I kind of just get in a zone. We only have, you know, the pleasantries for a second. It's not like it was the whole time. Um, she also knows I'm in recovery. Her roommate's in recovery. So she's she's always real thoughtful. And so, I, I'm see, I made it sound like it was a bad thing, and it wasn't. It's just like I get uncomfortable. It's all me. Mm-hmm. I get uncomfortable at the beginning. So I will work on that. Um, what What about you? What, what are you? Uh, well, let's see. This, this weekend. weekend. Uh, Sunday, went to see Rob Bell. I know. And Pete Rollins. It was great. It was great. The both of their talks. I mean, what do you call it? I I kept trying to explain to my husband, like, I I don't know. It's like a show. It's like a sermon. It's a talk. (laughs) I don't know what to call it. Uh, But it was. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what they call it. presentation of good words question. I'm going to ask him that when I go see stories him. it was storytelling yeah. um I, yeah I don't know what to call it but it was wonderful I went with uh my friend Jen 
in Austin, Jen James, um, Mutton Attacks on Instagram for those of you Instagram recovery people and uh, her husband. And we had a great time, but it was so weird. There was a drunk couple in the audience. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going <laughs> to project. I'm going to project throughout this entire story, okay. but we are I'm po- almost positive they were drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everyone would probably have agreed with me on this projection. I noticed them when they walked up even. I thought, "Huh, they're kind of drunk, I think." You know, I can like sniff that out a mile away. It's yeah. like your yeah. spidey senses are extra sensitive. Mm-hmm. And That's I one of your superpowers when, as a person in recovery. We're like, yeah, we, it know. Really is. we know what's up. Yeah, it really is. And so I could tell when they kind of walked up and I thought, huh, that's interesting. And, um, you know, there was a bar there. There were two bars there actually, but still a lot of people didn't even have a drink uh, some people I noticed were drinking water, you know, it wasn't that kind of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then we were up, so there was like floor seating and the stage and we, there was also like a little upstairs, kind of a loft thing, balcony that overlooked. We're like, Oh, we found three seats up there. It was like overlooking the stage. It was perfect. No one blocking our views. So, I immediately could see this couple that were like, there was just lots of, um, yeah, yes, <laughs> loud, you know, uh-huh. claps, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and Pete Rollins is first noticed, you know, he was the first one up. So he noticed them like, yeah, thanks. Wow. I got some fans here, you know? Uh, <laughs> you know so he kind of engaged with them uh-huh. a bit through his short thing. Um, and you know, and it just kept going on louder, louder. He got up, stumbled around and she got up, stumbled around uh-huh. I think she, I think she got cut off. I think I watched her get cut off at the bar. Um, he ended up staying in the back. Like it was just so it was the show was really kind of like Rob Bell was just in the background. It's mostly <laughs> Pete. Huh? Oh. Well, no, it was it no, it was like it was like R- Pete and Rob were sort of the background oh. to this couple. That's how distracting they were oh, to me. Yeah. yeah, it was very hard to concentrate sure. on. So it's like I want to kind of want to see it again. Like I hopefully they'll tape it or something because um, I would have liked to have watched it again anyway because there was just so many good nuggets, you know, and it's not like I was sitting there taking notes like a nerd. Um, like me. Is that what you but mean? it was really <laughs> well, it just wasn't it was at a kind of like a nightclub situation. I don't know. It wasn't, nobody was taking notes. Um, but yes, the couple, it was just just so distracting. It was so, so strange. (laughs) Um, but then again, you know, of course, Jen and I, when we were leaving, you know, I said, yeah, I mean, uh, been there kind of like, I don't know if, well, first of all, I would not have gone 
to, I would not have been the least bit interested in Rob Bell before I stopped drinking, I think. I don't know. He probably would have not even been on my radar. No. But I can can certainly relate to making an ass out of myself. I can also relate to, um, you know, having to get up a thousand times and being all antsy and weird and just not being able to sit still. Doing something, you know? Um, so anyway, I mean, lots of empathy, but at the same time they were annoying as hell. (laughs) Yeah. And that person, I was that person for sure at things. Yeah. Think about that now. And I mean, there's so many incidents that I could think of, but when you just said this, I was like, oh, I remember when I almost got kicked out of a George Strait concert. Um, the only reason I didn't get kicked out is because, um, they hid me in the bathroom. Um, (laughs) But I made, this was in 1997, and I made such an ass of myself, Sandra. I don't remember the end of the evening. I definitely blacked out. I fell. I almost could have knocked my teeth out. I was the girl yelling like, George Strait! You know, I'm sure the people around me were like, shut that woman up. Right. Security guards were after me. (laughs) And they had to like shimmy me into the ladies' room, into the handicap stall, and I all, I kind of only remember this now as you just said this about this couple. <laughs> Thank you. Um, because it was like almost like a dream. I'm right. I'm remembering it from like above. Like look, I was in the parking lot for the pre-party. Then I was shuffling and getting, you know, in my seat. And then I was screaming. I don't remember one thing of the George Strait concert other than standing up and yelling George Strait. And then I was in the bathroom. And then I woke up the next morning. Mm-hmm. I was so mad at myself because I missed the whole thing. But think about the people around me that paid for tickets. Mm-hmm. Think about the poor people with me. Right. Well, Casey, right. Casey was with me. Yeah. <laughs> she was I mean, me too. <laughs> but <laughs> those poor people around me, like you, right? Going, oh, that, I, yeah. 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 And it wasn't just me that wasn't you know I like I could see like every time the guy like whooped or yelled or mm-hmm. whistled or every time you know there would be like 10 heads that would turn around at a time you know like oh, yeah. god really mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> anyway so that was my Rob Bell <laughs> show hopefully you will have a different Rob Bell show I bet yeah. you will um, how handsome was Pete Rollins? Can I just ask that? Very handsome and sweet. He was the first person I almost the first person I saw when I walked in. He was selling his books. He had these little he he said he was giving away books, but they were like little matchbooks with his information on oh. it, his website and stuff. Yeah, these little matchbooks. Okay. So he gave me a matchbook, and he was Aww. so cute and sweet. I know he's he really. So cute. I was following him on Instagram, and I had to stop following him because he just he posts so much. Um, um, like alcohol. <laughs> oh, does he? Yeah, okay. He, he loves scotch and he loves things. And, and so I was following for a while and I'm just like, Oh, sorry, Pete. I think I can't, I can't see these brown liquids because <laughs> right. I just can't, but I like your work and, uh, yeah. Oh, good. I'm super excited to go and see him. So I'm seeing him in a couple weeks. So yeah, it was I'll, great. I'll let you know if there's any drunk people at my house. Okay. <laughs> Only in Austin. Keeping it weird here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going with my friend Gloria, and Gloria is getting a reputation as being, like, the front row queen. Uh So we have front row tickets to see Rob Bell. 
Okay. So I'm going to get to see them up. But every event that she's been going to recently, Gabby Bernstein, even um, at this, she recovers this weekend. Like she's there early. She's got the front row. She's got her seat saved and she's just the nicest. Um, but nice. I'm like, I'll sit in back. Um, and you ladies and <laughs> Natalie's like, sit your ass down, put your yoga mat out. Just shut up. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. Fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm learning to be in the front row. I sit in the front row in my meetings, too, in, in my 12-step meetings, so hmm. um, I'm, I'm practicing being hmm. seen, I guess. Uh, okay, so I want to talk a little bit about what else I did this weekend, if I okay, can, go for ahead. a minute. But I went to go see The Book of Mormon, the musical, and Sandra, have you seen it? No, but we're going in uh, April. Oh, that's right, that's right. Okay. It's, the, yeah, there's, we have the Austin... Broadway in Austin, Broadway in Austin. And uh, yeah, it's going to be here for several, several shows in April. You are going to love it. I laughed until I cried. And um, so funny, so good. Um, very fast, very fa fast paced. Um, Steve, when I chatted with him afterwards, I'm like, D what did you think? You know, and he, of course he liked it, but he said, uh, I said, did you get everything? You know, did you get the references? And he was like, I got some, but clearly I don't know all of the references that they're doing and you know and but to be mormon or right. to be from a mormon family you're just like holy cow i can't believe they're saying and they're just saying the truth but the way they say it or the way that they're doing it it's just see it just drives home kind of the outlandishness of some things and um it was just very smart and very funny really really good and so i'm really glad that we went yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I'm excited about seeing it. Well, you know, it's made by the guys who do South Park yeah. and yeah, yeah, so. There's some irreverence for sure. At one point I was like, I can't believe they made a song like this. <laughs> yeah, we've seen <laughs> clips, Mac, my, my son's going to, and so we've yeah. like pulled up some, some of the songs. But really good. Um, it was good to talk about afterwards with Grady too, and to, to just talk about it and talk about my foray into Mormonism and um, mainly just like I think I shared on Instagram while I was there it's just that I got baptized three times so that was the last thing I was baptized so I guess um, I'm still Mormon I guess I don't know no one's seen me in a while <laughs> no one's come to visit but those nice Mormon missionaries I told Stephen like if they ever come to my door I'm like inviting them in for tea I'm gonna be kind to them um, you know, just because I'm not Mormon anymore, like, I just think the work that they do and they go out in the world as 19-year-old um, men and women, it's really brave. Mm. Really, really brave to be on, like, this spiritual, like, want to spread a message. And whether you agree with it or not, or the teachings, it's just like, they're, they're these young people that are so hopeful and um, idealistic. And I don't know, it, it just, it made me smile the whole weekend. I was like, I'm so glad I saw it. Oh, I can't yeah. wait to see it. Yeah, yeah. You'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. Oh, so what so what else is going on with you? Oh, that's it. I'm I, I will say one other thing. I'm taking this fun little quick course from Lori Massicott, who's been on our podcast before. Um she is two fifty and beyond on Instagram. But she launched or offered I think it's her, it's a beta course. Cause I think she's trying to develop something bigger from it. Um, so she's kind of getting practice mm -hmm. offering it. Um, and it's called from age 
Aging to Ageless. And it's really good. There's only like 11 of us women in the group and it's only a week long course but every day she checks in in our little Facebook group with a video and she has had a great workbook and all these great ideas and anyway we're about halfway oh a little more than halfway done I think we have today and tomorrow and that's it um but it's great what does it help you do? I love like, it, what does it help it's you? helping me what it's helping me most, and I think everybody's getting something different from it, but what it's helping me with most is it's helping me kind of look at some of my habits and seeing where I can cut a little excess to really focus on my priorities because I have excess to cut <laughs> for sure. Like food or things? Or... Uh, for me, mostly um, probably – scrolling social media, um, other things I do that sort of my numbing tactics. Gotcha. Yeah. But I think, I think today we're going to talk about food. Um, and tomorrow we're going to talk about exercise. So there's definitely, uh, you know, I think, like I said, I think everybody's getting something, maybe something different out of it, but that's what it's helping me in particular with looking at how do I make my priorities, the things I say that are my priorities, how do I actually make them my priorities? Mm. And, you know, that's always just a work in progress. And some weeks I really nail it. And then some weeks I don't. So I like her too. I like I her. Lori. I love her energy. Totally. Yeah. And she's so beautiful and authentic and just, I just, I really like, and genuine, like you really get that. Um, she's just a real person, you know, and I love, I love that you're doing that. Good. I, I look forward to hearing more about that. I'll yeah. Talk to you about that. Yeah. Um, so today, <laughs> today, we are just going to chat our listeners ears off with just me and you just going to chat mm-hmm. it up, right? been doing yep. a lot of interviews which we love we have many more lined up and um i i'm just excited about all the people we want to have on and that are coming on but we thought today we'd just check in and do a little creative check-in because we both have a lot of projects going on and we haven't really been able to talk about them at length on the podcast we've been kind of doing a little bit in the intros and right um, but we wanted to just kind of um Give you all the Sandra and all the Tammy you could possibly want. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what's coming at you guys today. Yeah. Sit back. (laughs) Grab your your cup of something (laughs) and (laughs) get ready. Get ready to talk about some art and creativity. And yeah. Uh, Last night at my women's meeting. The subject, the, the topic that the woman picked, you know, she, she's a speaker meeting, so she talks for 15 minutes, and her topic was crafting uh, in sobriety, and I, I never got great. called on. <laughs> I was, like, raising my hand like Epstein from Welcome Back, Potter. Me, me, like, me, me, me. Hello. Hi. I'm in the front row. I'm right, I'm right here wearing a hot pink scarf. Why are you not calling on me? <laughs> I had so much I wanted to say. She's like, nope, I'm going to pick someone else. So, um, but I love that it was a topic. Not, I think maybe two people talked about it. (laughs) Um, Other people talked about whatever they wanted to talk about. But I was like, I would love, this is a great subject for this meeting. Like using your 
crafting or what, what do you use to kind of help fuel your recovery? And mm-hmm. so some people riffed on that by talking about exercise. Um, they didn't, you know, lock into the crafting creativity part, but I was like, good, I love it. I've never been at a meeting. And then we were talking today. So it all, that's how it all works with my meeting, Sandra. Mm-hmm. It all kind of flows in. Um, but yeah, do you want to start? Uh, sure. Well, why don't you start? All right. Let me flip this over. You might hear some pages turn just because I have some things here that I'm looking at in my art journal that I take to school. But what I'm going to start with is this geographic project that I'm working on. Um, and I kind of had dreamed up this project late last year, um, as a way to kind of examine some of my past through art. And that's what I found has been, you know, really helpful to me. Um, and what has been driving my recovery since I got sober. And when I signed up to go back to college, you know, a couple months after I got sober and declared art as my major, that was kind of a very big thing for me to do, to kind of say, like, that is what I want to do. And so what I've found is that I've been creating projects for myself um, over the last few years that are really steeped in recovery things, themes, sorry, and that I'm forced to use tools or the steps. and, And then the byproduct of all that is that the work kind of centers me and, and keeps me sane a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so the idea was to paint abstract landscapes that focus on um, the townships of Bodega Bay. Now that is where I worked and I owned a wine bar. And then I wanted to focus on where I live in Valley Ford, which is about seven miles east of Bodega Bay. It's only seven miles, but it's like a world away, actually. And so... I called the project the geographic because the geographic cure is a term in the big book. And um, it talks about how when we move, it it means that when we move, um, we're thinking it's going to fix our drinking. And I didn't deliberately think this when we moved from Bodega Bay to Valley Ford. But at the time of that move in 2006, I wanted to isolate. I wanted to not be, I was with the public all day in my shop and in my store and bar, whatever you want to call it. And the town is tiny. It's like 950 people in Bodega Bay. And so everybody kind of knows everybody. And where I was living, it was like a fishbowl. Like my house had all big windows and people would say, oh, saw you in your robe at noon. Must be nice. Hmm. (laughs) Oh, I hated that. Oh, God. <laughs> I hated it. I kept my blinds down. So talk about isolating. You just isolate more and more. And it got to the point where I was like, Steve, I don't want to build a house in this in this community. Um, and this is where my husband works. You know, he sells real estate. And I don't want to build a house here. I want to live outside of this community. I need some privacy. Now, looking back, Sandra, I, I needed to isolate so I could drink the way I wanted to drink. Right. I wanted some privacy. I'm sure that was part of it. But the underlying issue was that yeah, I was waking up late and staying in my robe because I was hungover. You know, that person didn't know that, but I didn't want anybody keeping tabs on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I used to drive home. You know, so we found this place out here where I live in Valley Ford. We're at the end of a lane. We're at dead ends. Um, there was a llama farm on one side of us, uh, cows behind us, dairy cows, and a sheep ranch on the other side. So three sides of me is just um, pastures. And I thought it was heaven because I thought, oh, no one can see me here. 
right. hide up at the top of this lane. Um, but for a couple of years until we sold the bar, I drove home. And I drove home buzzed or drunk or whatever you want to call it um, pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's super reckless. Um, I'm glad I didn't hurt anybody. I used to drive to book club and and drive home and be blacked out sometimes. I don't brown out black what again whatever the terms I was I should not have been driving. And the landscape around me that I loved so much, you know, I love the ocean, I love the water of Bodega Bay. And then these green rolling hills, and sometimes they're brown and crunchy, and I love the round hay bales. Like, it was like buzzing by me. Like, when I was buzzed, it really was. It was like the landscape was, like, alive. Mm. I can still get that feeling, like, I can drop into it of what it was like to drive home. And um, it was beautiful. I was sad. I don't know why I was doing it. So... I wanted to paint these abstract paintings to try to capture that um, and try to figure out my feelings around it all. And in the beginning, I can, I can say, I, I don't know that I thought that much about it. I kind of put it down on paper, thought it was a good idea, um, realized that graphically it would be really, I could do it, that I was drawn to a certain type of painting, um, which was, Deven Korn did a bunch of landscapes that I examined last year in my art class that I did some landscapes of Valley Ford and I thought, Oh, I want to kind of dig into that. But I don't know. I've found that over these last four weeks of kind of digging into the project and like really making it real, um, that a lot of feelings are coming to the surface. Mm-hmm. I kind of, uh, thought that for you. Yeah. Yeah. You asked me, I think like, do you think it's going to make me sad? Right. Or you, right. Ho- or you hoped it didn't make me sad. So, yeah, I think, I think it's definitely, um, an emotional endeavor. And, um, that's one part. The other part was that at the very beginning of the semester, a a woman, um, in recovery who's in my 12 step program asked me to be part of an art show with her, uh, a gallery show, which I've never done before. And that she, you know, she invited me to do it with this work. So I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds awesome. Right. But I didn't get that through either. I'm not learning to pause, Sandra. So (laughs) let me just just say that real quick. Like, Tammy is not pausing lately. And I think I'm writing that down right now. I need to practice the pause. Because um, not that I would have said no, but maybe I should have given that a little more thought about the pressure I would feel to produce uh, a body of work that could be hung in a gallery. Right. That's kind of a big deal. It is a big deal, especially the first time you do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's nice to share the show with her. It's going to be called The Art of Recovery is the show. The gallery owner is um, in recovery as well. So that's great. And I'm okay with being out about it. And I'm, I'm okay with doing it. But I just... I wasn't counting on all the feelings. And mm-hmm. um, even though I know I should have, and I thought maybe it could, I just, I'm feeling it right now. I'm like in it. And mm-hmm. um, um, the, 
I say I don't have any shame, but I don't know. It's bringing up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like excavating. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, the fact is that we did those things. Yeah. 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 And it's like, I feel like when I made all of my amends and I, I feel like I worked through all this stuff and I feel like, oh, good, I'm good. I'm so good. I'm three years sober. I got this. This is taking me into this new territory, which, you know, is growth. And I'm sure I will learn a lot. Um, but I had a hard time. And last week I went into my professor's office and had, a, you know, a good cry. Um, like tears, just teary. Not, not, not crying, crying, but just teary. And um, I'd gone to a meeting that morning and the meeting topic was expectations. And like what always happens for me, Sandra, you know, <laughs> I go to school and my teacher starts talking to me about expectations, about mm -hmm. inner and outer expectations for myself for this show. And I was like, ah, oh, this came up this morning. Now it's coming up with her. And she just talked to me about, you know, what are you expecting from yourself? What's your inner and outer expectations for the show? And what do you think that others have expectations of you? Is that your, the people that follow you in your podcast or your Instagram um, stories? Or is that, um, is that uh, the gallery? People that owner? are going to see the show, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, the people in your community, maybe the people that lived in Bodega Bay or Valley Fort, what did they think of you? Like, are, what are you, you going to, what's coming up for you and why? Like, are those expectations... Um, realistic? Are they all made up in your head? Um, so she encouraged me and she'd done this the week before yet I didn't fully want to talk about it because or write about it. But she encouraged me to quiet down on social media mm -hmm. and quiet down with my process. Mm -hmm. And I said, I love my process. I love sharing process. I love that's what I love about artists. I love artists that do share their process. Um, but actually documenting it is kind of tripping me up in my head. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. You can too? Oh, yeah. Tell yeah. Me, tell me more. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, for me, um, I don't think I can ever fully uh, show something unless I've processed it myself. Hmm. And, um... And, and I mean, there's a couple of reasons for that. I think one is it feels too vulnerable mm -hmm. and, you know, you are opening yourself up to expectations, just like, like your te like your professor suggested, um, which I think influences your work. And so for me to go in deep on something, I have to be able to do that without, uh, external voices influencing that work. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So I wasn't commenting on your particular no, 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 I know. work, but yeah, for me, that's, that's how, that's just how I, uh, work best, I guess. And that's how I know that what I am creating is authentically, my voice, my style, mm -hmm. and and it's not being influenced by other things. Yeah, and I think for I I and so I understand that, and I understand. 
I understand what you just said. I understand what my professor just said. But if I do want to stay true to me, I have always shared everything. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I just, I just, that's just how I do it. And so I need to think about why am I doing that? Am I doing that for validation? Am I doing that mm-hmm. because I want somebody to like my work? It does fuel me, I have to say. It does make me feel like, oh, cool. I want to try this now or I want to do more or maybe I can do that. I don't think it's ever made me go backwards. And right now I feel like I'm going backwards a little bit. Mm. And I think I'm getting in my own way here. And that, that just reminded me that I is just like I did in early sobriety. Mm-hmm. It's just like getting in my own way. I know what the answer is here. It's probably to go dark and to not share this project until. Or you could just try it. Right. Right. So, so yes. So my professor and I were emailing this weekend and, um, I send her my geographic post every Friday or, or, you know, whenever I post my weekly, that's how I am accountable to her is that blog post and showing her what I've done. So it's a kind of a, a, a double edged sword because I'm, posting this for accountability yet I'm I probably shouldn't be sharing the project and so her her recommendation was to share um, close-ups of things talk about mm-hmm. the process talk about um, talk more about the process rather than showing before and afters right talk, talk more about what's driving it and so she sent me these really awesome questions like uh, you know what color influences you today um, how are the layers symbolic to your journey? Um, why are your marks so contained? Why are you holding back from adding more contrast and value? So it's like all of these things. And she's like, there's no right or wrong answers. Like, I just want you to think about, I understand why you're making this work. I understand what's behind it, but I need to have the connection to the campus. And like, I need you to think about that. And I think that's going to make you paint differently. And there's layers and layers and it's, it just all reminds me of recovery so much, you know, like the truth hiding underneath everything and feeling fuzzy or foggy, you know, um, when I drove home and that's kind of how I feel right now. I'm feeling just like, I'm not quite sure where it's headed, but then this morning, Sandra, I mean like minutes before I got on the pod with you, Caitlin had sent me a little message, our friend Caitlin, who does our music for the show. Mm-hmm. And she said, Remember when you did the Recovery Gals Art Exchange and you sent me the Rothko that you made right after Casey passed away? And I was like, yeah. She's like, your paintings remind me of that. I'm like, hmm. So I got down the painting and then I got down the abstract landscape that I did that was looked like a Diebenkorn. And if they had a baby, mm-hmm. it looked like the work I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Which not necessarily is Rothko or is a Diebenkorn ripoff. It's like mine. And I didn't even, I was just making this from my head. Mm-hmm. This project. And so to see kind of the reference and going, it was already in me. I have already done two separate paintings and now this is them joined. Like this is them becoming one. So right. I was so happy to just think about that this morning. And I'm so mm-hmm. excited to go in and paint. And um, my professor has asked me not to use my phone at school for the next few weeks to see how it feels. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm doing. Well, do you ever find that it's hard for you to explain why you're motivated to do something in a particular piece? I mean, for me, I uh, sometimes there is no expl- explanation. 
Um, do I find it hard to? Yeah, yeah. Like, do you feel like you need to explain why you're choosing the colors you're choosing, or why you're 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 making certain choices with a piece? Um, see, but I I love a narrative to a piece, Sandra. That's why I like art pieces that are named. Some artists don't name their art pieces; they just number them. And mm-hmm. so. Um, because they want the viewer to have that experience or to figure all of that out. And some artists really want to tell a story and tell you all about it. I think I'm that second part that I like a narrative with it. But I have to say, I only kind of figure some of these things out after it's done. Right. Like my body just does it. Like yeah. Because the, the, then the you're. Colors and things that I want. You're to actually make. channeling the, the work. Yeah. And with, and with a lot of these, what happened with the color palette was that I had a dream. I had a dream mm-hmm. about it in January, and I woke up one day, and I had fully realized painting in my dream, and I just wrote it all down, all the colors, and I wrote the, I did the horizontal bands, and I just sketched it out, and that's really what I've been trying to do, and then, like I said, this morning when I saw those two paintings, and they're all horizontal bands, I'm like, okay, maybe it was just in my subconscious that I've been living with this, with these paintings in my bedroom, and then I dreamt it, and I, I didn't even connect any of it that it just came through me that those are the colors that I like, the greens and the pinks and the browns. And like, maybe that, I don't know, but analyzing it and thinking about it, like for my professor and then for me is kind of two separate things. Maybe they'll, Mm -hmm. maybe they'll become one. Um, But I just have to say like, just even examining and feeling all of this and, Wondering why I don't make messier marks. I mean, she asked me, why aren't you painting like you draw in your journal? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And she said, um, I said, but those are all contained marks. Like those are all, um, you know, they're not perfect. And she's like, yeah, but you need to paint like how you draw. So I am not painting how I draw. That is not what's happening in these paintings. I'm painting Mm -hmm. like I dreamt. Like I want to paint that dream is what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. sounds weird coming out of my mouth (laughs) no no so I don't want to paint my journals I don't want to paint like how because my journals I just feel like are these little um meditations I don't feel like that's my quote-unquote art like I feel like that's just my ritual Mm. I don't feel like my journals are me are I don't know hmm I'll have to that is something to think about to think about it some more so I know that was long but um I also know that I've become my worst critic and I need to shut that voice down. So I think I wanted to talk about our projects today too, because I need to get it out of my head so I can kind of move on. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like I said, this morning was like little epiphany and I was so excited and I was like, okay, yes, I was copying Rothko. I was copying Deben Korn. I'm not copying them now. This is my thing. Right. This is my deal. So, right. So that's the project. <laughs> well, that's how you find your style. You're working yeah. all that out. Yeah. And the show is going to be in July. Um, we don't have dates yet. It was going to be in June, but we just had to move it to July. So it'll be, oh, it'll okay. be in July. I'll, I'll, I'll announce that later. Um, let's talk about your project. Okay. okay well, you have lots. So I want, I'm excited to talk about I have a few. Okay. So I just put one up. Um, it's a very, uh, soft 
launch, I guess you could say, quiet launch. But it was something I've been working on for a long time. And it's the offering, um, and I've talked about it before, called She's Like a Rainbow. And it's a photography offering um, that's like part coaching session, part girlfriend hangout, dress up party, glamour shot modern glamour shot, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, you know, part like ego booster, badass reinforce reinforcement. And, um, it is a, uh, local for now because I'm not taking it on the road as of yet. Although I would love to do that at some point, but, um, It's just an offering to help women that are in or approaching midlife because that's my niche. Women that have gone through a major transition in life, like getting sober, and um, are ready to embrace their creative life. And I just want to be that person that helps them see their creativity, their next step their beauty as a real thing. And, um, and it can be a hobby or, uh, a future project or even a growing business, but I just want to help that come to life, uh, through images and the images you took. So I've done, right. I've done some, uh huh, and that's what's up. Yeah, thank you. They're thank stunning. You. I mean, they are so stunning, and vibrant, and gorgeous, and so visually, just I was pulled in. Just you're you're so talented, Sandra, and it's so beautiful what you did. Thank you, um, thank you. I really this project. I need to detach it from my worth as a person because I'm so Mm. I think the how I envision it um I don't know if I'm conveying it as well as I could can be um I don't know if I'm describing how awesome it's going to be as well as I could copy probably isn't my forte, writing copy, writing my own copy, promoting things that I've created is very hard for me. Um, so it's, uh, it's been hard putting it out there. I mean, I've sat on it for a long time. It's a vulnerable, very vulnerable experience to put something out that I feel like, um, would add a lot of value to someone's life yeah. and, um, and I've got, have a lot of value attached to it. Um, it's hard to put those things out there. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's the beginning, right? It's that nervous kind of, you know, here's what I have to give, you know, who wants some of this? <laughs> right. And as right. Soon as someone wants some of it more people are going to want some of it and it's going to bloom and grow. But yeah, it's that beginning kind of nervous, um, start. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's really hard. Um, and you know, it, it, 
I mean, and really with these things too, unless somebody signs up for it, unless somebody Mm -hmm. takes the offer, it's not a super tangible thing, you know, until it actually Mm -hmm. happens. So in the meantime, like this week, especially I found myself getting back into my studio because just making something with my hands is tangible. I can make a tangible thing. And that is actually something that grounds me. And so luckily the weather has been cooperative, although it's been raining today and it's cold again, but I'm still going back out into my studio today. So, um, that's what I've kind of, that's what I've been doing this week. Once I got, once I got that up. Yeah, because it's up and and it's ready to go and you're ready to go. It's ready to go. (laughs) Yeah, you need some takers. I need some customers. I need some clients, Mm -hmm. but it's ready to go. It's ready to go. And then I have big visions for it. Like I would love to book, you know, I would love to go to a city and um, I would like to book several in one day, even one location that could knock the price down. It could be a whole package deal kind of thing. And, um, because I'm, you know, I, I'm offering hair and makeup for it. I'm offering wardrobe consultation. I'm offering to even provide wardrobe. I mean, it's just a really fun, like a fun day. Yeah. And you providing the wardrobe. Yeah. They're going to look like a million bucks. Right. It's just, Kathy everything Valentine. Kathy Valentine needs to book one of these with you. She really does. But <laughs> why don't you put that in your name at journal? <laughs> Kathy Valentine's gonna sign up for She's Like a Rainbow. Mm-hmm. Right? She really does. Yeah. For it. Right. Oh well, I just I love seeing you just like putting up these offerings and what you're doing, Sandra, and all these years of hard work that you're putting them all together. And all these different components of the, of, of the work that you do. Right. This really is cool. the year that it's all kind of, yeah, it's all cu- culminating into these things. Mm-hmm. And, yep, I'm putting them up. I'm putting them out there. So, anyway, in the meantime, I'll be hiding in my studio sewing. It's so funny because <laughs> I'm both of those people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. Um, do you want to, I know I talked for so long about the geographic. Do you want to talk? Yeah. Yeah. So I have, so I have another thing up. Um, so I'm also back to working on a program. So the first one was an offering. This one is a program, um, that's going to be a six week long program called the midlife solution. And it also is a program that's geared for women, same thing, you know, major life transformation in their midlife that are kind of a few steps before being ready for the photo photography offering, um, where you kind of wake up and go, okay, I'm sober. I've made all these changes. I have clarity and energy. So now what? Mm-hmm. Now what do I do? And um, I've been slowly working on this program for a while. And if you go to my website, there's a tab called uh, the Midlife Solution. And you can go there and you can put your name. You can sign up. There's a little 
form to put your name and your email address there. And if you're interested in the program, you'll be notified uh, when I'm ready to launch it. It's going to be in April and I haven't decided the week I want to start yet. I'm trying to get it timed so it's not, it's after spring breaks. It's not, you know, we don't get too interrupted with Easter and, you know, but it's before summer. So, so yeah, so that's it. It's going to be sort of based on kind of the hero's, uh, Joseph Campbell's, the hero's, um, journey, pulling other resources and, but mostly just pulling from my own experience of having done it. Yeah. This is amazing. You just blow my mind with all that you're creating. <laughs> Seriously. Six week program. Yeah. That's like, I, I, I just don't even know how you do that. Well, yeah, I'm still figuring it all out. <laughs> I mean, technically, you that, know, that's the part. I mean, luckily you can, well, yeah, but, but there are these magical things like Google and <laughs> I know, but that's why I love that you do it. Like, uh, somebody told me the other day, like you can get on YouTube for that. And I was like, I've never been on YouTube, YouTube. for anything. Like I don't, I yeah. don't go to YouTube. Yeah. There's a YouTube video for everything. Hmm. And so, yeah, so I'm still kind of deciding, am I going to do webinars? Are they going to be Zoom calls? Like all that kind of stuff I haven't quite figured out yet, but mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of YouTube tutorials for all of those things. Yeah. Well, okay, good. And everybody can, so they can find both of these things, your offering and uh, to get on an email list for the program on your website. Yes. Yeah. Theunruffled.com. That's it. Very yeah. Cool. I'm so excited for you. Thanks. This is very Again, cool. I'll be making kimonos in the meantime <laughs> as I finish it up. Everybody wants your kimonos. Yeah. I know. I know. I have got some kimonos to make for sure. I want to, I'm going to make some dresses too. I've been just filling up my Pinterest board with, with ideas, but um, I know everybody loves the kimonos and I love making them. I think they're, I, they're so fun to make. So anyway, so, I just, every time I wear them, I get so many compliments. I love, I love mine. Oh, I was going to, I was going to wear mine to book of Mormon. I ended up changing last minute because it was so cold in San Francisco. Oh yeah. Um, that I ended up wearing just like a warm coat and kept that on the whole time during the, during the musical. So I didn't get to wear it to the theater. Um, I was going to share just something small. I mean, I know we, we launched this in January and it'll just be something that's always up on my website, but, um, the, my ebook, my daily gratitude practice, <clears throat> how I got started and found my visual voice. I still get a lot of Instagram messages and from people wanting to know what pens I'm using, what journal paper I'm using, what paints I'm using. So all of that is in my ebook and you can find that it's on sale right now for $11 on my website through the end of February. And um, it's just trucking along. People are buying it. And I just, it's a digital download. You can print it if you want. You don't have to. It's just, it's an ebook. So, um, but I'd like to find a way to make it a workshop. And I've dabbled in that a tiny bit, but I haven't, I don't really have a quote unquote, like you said, like a program or like a, a format for it. For So that's something that I would like to put out into the world and do. Um, but I can't, I'm not going to be working on that at all until, um, school is out, you know, until the show is done. Um, you know, all the paintings and everything in July. Yeah. Um, but what I did want to share was because of that project and me getting ready to 
put the book out into the world, um, in November, I did a daily Instagram prompt, a story on Instagram and created a hashtag. And we, and it was called Tammy's gratitude tribe is the hashtag. And it has like 2000 posts, Sandra. That's awesome. It's so cool when I go on the hashtag and I look at all of these people creating these beautiful, inspiring lists. So it's just really great. So if anybody wants to make a list and post it and use the hashtag, um, it's, it's totally inspiring me. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I can't even open, uh, Instagram without seeing somebody's hashtagged, uh, Instagram list. So anyway, it's me, makes my Instagram feed very pretty and fun. Yeah. It's really, it's beautiful to see everybody's interpretation, um, and doing their art the way they want to do their art. And just, it's cool. It's just really, it's made me, it's like a little bright spot in my day. Um, when I see the lists come up. So, yeah. I love it. Well, I guess really to just round this out, this, the Tammy and Sandra show, <laughs> um, <laughs> I am like really now that I've gotten some things kind of done halfway done, but settled anyway, I am so itching to, that's when I start thinking about new things like pushing my envelope. And, um, I'm working right now on this idea that I tried to resurrect a couple of years ago when I just wasn't ready. Actually, I may have even still been drinking. Um, but it's a photo process and I won't really bore you with explaining the details. Plus really you have to just see it to, to, to get it. And it's one of those things, it's not magic, but um, the process is not that exciting unless you're a photographer. But the result is really awesome. And, um, but I, I'm trying, I've figured out how to work my new typewriter into this too. And I'm, I want to create some new art with this process. And I'm really excited. It's all analog, like, every single freaking bit of it is analog. <laughs> like there's nothing. The only thing that will be digital digitally, the only thing that will be involved digitally will be when I take a picture of it to post, post them on social media or whatever. Oh, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. It's all completely analog. So there's actually a couple of pieces of equipment that I'm still kind of scouring eBay and, um, need to pick up, but, yeah, it's really cool. It's a process that I learned in the 90s, and um, it's just awesome. Tell me about your Underwood. You cleaned that. Can you tell me how you cleaned that vintage Underwood well, that you got Well, I for cleaned free? it, but it's still not working. I'm thinking about I found a guy. You know, every oh, big yeah. city, I think, has a guy, and I found a guy, so I'm going to take it to him, I think. I don't know. My husband thinks we could figure it out, but it's also one of those things like, do I want to, or would I rather mm -hmm. just pay somebody to do it? Um, I but his I name's not Roy. Because <laughs> Roy is not very reliable, I gotta say. His name's well, Roy. That's a sign. <laughs> this guy is, you know what's funny? I think his name is Ray. That's hilarious. <laughs> race typewriter service. I think that's, mm -hmm. that's him. And he kind of, I think he lives sort of off the grid, but yeah. whatever, it's fine. Um, I just need to call him up and see if he'll, see if he'll take a look at it. Yeah. And I haven't done that yet, but, um, but yeah, I, you know, kind of used a 
an old paintbrush and some air and I kind of cleaned it Mm -hmm. up. Um, but it's still not quite, it's still not quite working, but it's pretty close. Like the letters just don't quite hit the, the roll, the roller. And it still even has the ding, but it won't stay, uh, to the right Mm -hmm. when you return. And so there's just a couple of things I think, but I bet you it'll, it'll, it'll work. I think they're minor. A good yeah. typewriter guy can figure that out because like, yeah. they're, they're these really sturdy machines. Yeah, you know, yeah. Especially that one looks like it. I mean, um, yeah. And then I, I, I have a source for um, ribbons when you if, if and when you get to that point, like needing yeah. for it um, that I use for, for mine. Mine's from 1970. Yours looks much older. Like Yeah, it's much older. Yeah. I don't really know the year, to be honest, um, but it is older. Yeah, thank you. It is beautiful. When I went, to I can't wait to use it. The shop in Colorado had a bunch of typewriters, and they were just like glistening. And, and my husband asked them how they got them so clean, and I thought they said they dipped them all in alcohol. Like yeah, rubbing alcohol, like dipped the no. whole thing. Mm, oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know how I would do that, but right. when I did Google, there was definitely yeah. It was like you just use alcohol and um, Air. rubbing alcohol and, uh, and a brush, a paintbrush, and yeah. that gets a lot of the dirt off. Ooh, well, that's I love. I love using my typewriter. I don't use it as much as I used to. I used to do a lot of um, typing of poems. I worked with a poet named Annie Flavin. Um, that I met at a writing retreat and um, I used to type up her poems I'd make art and then type up her poems on top of it and uh, I love using it it made me so happy to to make art with that so okay that's very very cool mm-hmm. yeah I'm really excited I'm really excited in fact I'm hoping to get all of this put together before our next um, recovery gals art exchange because that's oh. what I already have in my head exactly how it's going to look, I just have to get all my equipment working to, to make, to pull it off. The moving parts. Yeah. Yeah. The logistics. Um, yeah. Okay. I would say I have a dreamy project too, um, that I've been, it's been in my head for a while, but just wasn't sure how it was going to come out, but I want to make like a deck of cards. Mm. Like not tarot or anything like that, but just like a deck, but like that, like a deck, um, with my artwork on them. Mm-hmm. and words or phrases that I like mm-hmm. um, because right now I make I make these little cards and I hand them out to women at my 12-step meetings or recovery workshops that I go to um, so I kind of think like my idea would be that you would I would sell these decks and they wouldn't necessarily be a deck that a person would keep they they could hand them out Mm, interesting you might want to keep some from the deck there'll be repeats but that women could put them in their purse or their pockets and hand them out to friends or strangers or spread you know beauty or love and um i don't know i haven't worked out all the details but i've asked you this before but do you ever get those artist trading cards this little they have them in even different formats like you can get watercolor or paper or you know we talked about that when we first started um Mm -hmm. friend dating they're really cool. <laughs> no, me. And they're like the size of a business card. And someone in our group just asked about that on the Facebook page, I think. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And it did sound familiar when I read the artist trading cards. I was like, where do I know that? You're right. You did tell me about that a long time ago. 
Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to check that out. I always have them. Yeah. Oh, you make, yeah, so they make some? Yeah, yeah. I use them when I, um, I use them for when, I'm sorry, I'm opening a drawer because I'm going to pull out the cards. Yeah, I use them for, so they're made by Bristol, who okay. makes a, a lot of the papers, right? Yeah. Strathmore. Um, or I'm sorry, they're made by Strathmore. This particular one I have is the Bristol mm-hmm. surface, okay. but they also have a watercolor surface. They have, um, some different weights even. Okay. And <clears throat> they're about the size of a, of a, so they're two and a half by three and a half. So yeah, they're, and you get 20 sheets per package. I'm sure you can just get okay. them off or not even, or just take your favorite, um, uh, art store but um i love them yeah okay Those, i'm gonna grab some you should grab some play around with that oh thank yeah i put them in my um when i sell something i usually i what i do is i stick the card to uh, uh i have a lot of vintage playing cards that have cool yeah. backs to them and i glue uh a trading card to a um other card and I write stuff on, on. I have one of yours. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. have that for you. Okay. All right. That, thank you. I will go check that out. Um, cause you know, I always need to go to the art supply store. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> it's very dangerous though to go in there for one thing. Cause that's not usually what I come out with. Right. But, oh, cool. And, um, you mentioned the recovery gals art exchange. I was going to, I was going to, I wanted us to chat if, if you wanted to about, um, the one that's coming up next month. Right. That's what I was just mentioning. Yeah. Yeah. The me- it's the theme is metamorphosis. Oh, so you're thinking about doing that process for that exchange? Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's in a soon. Month. That's really well, soon. It's in okay. a month. Yeah. 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 Okay. I thought you meant like future, future. You're thinking, okay. No, no, no. Like I mean, if, you know, if my typewriter, if everything comes together, yeah. typewriter gets fixed. The actual making of the thing doesn't take very long. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Well, mm-hmm. um, I haven't started on mine at all for the March 20th exchange. So if people are listening and don't know what we're talking about, um, Sandra uh, came up with this idea and we both have been kind of promoting it and doing it together, created a group um, called the Recovery Gals Art Exchange. And it's where if you're in recovery, you make a piece of art and you get paired up with another person who is either, I don't know, maybe they're not all in recovery, sober, sober, curious. Um, but that we exchange these pieces uh, once a quarter on the solstices and the equinoxes. And this next one is um, on the spring equinox. Uh, metamorphosis is the theme. And that could be a lot of different things, right? Like changing, morphing. Yeah, so I, I, I haven't started, but I'm thinking I know what I want to do. Um, I need to get started. <laughs> <laughs> I usually am way, like, I know my thing. I start making it. I have it all done. Um, but not this time. Not this time. Mm, so no. um, I think I'm going to use some leftover paint from all of this geographic project. Mm-hmm. And my professor had encouraged me to make a painting from leftover paint um, to just see what comes from that when you're not attached to it. Mm-hmm. And so I think I'm going to do that and see how it's kind of morphing and changing you know, That's a good next, idea. Over the next few weeks to see kind of what comes from just the extra. And uh, yeah. That's, That's a good idea. But we'll announce another one um, after after this one reveals. Uh, we'll do the reveal. We'll have one for summer and then we'll let you guys know about. Yeah. Yeah. What else you got going on? 
Um, you know, just, you know, always putting things in my name at journal, things that I would like to manifest or things that I don't even know would ever manifest, but just ideas, visions, um, thing, ways I want my life to look. And some of them are crazy. Some of them not so much, but I, uh, for, for another, another piece of the offering for the, she's like a rainbow. And I'm still trying to figure out the logistics of this. You would think it would be easy, but I want to print one of the images. I'm doing like a close up image of the, of the, of the client holding something. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, I have Jen holding um, one of her crystals. I have um, Diana holding one of her beautiful bowls of colorful, beautiful food. And um, I want to print them on watercolor and a watercolor paper and add color to them with uh, watercolors. And <clears throat> it's harder than you think <laughs> to find. It sounds uh, really hard. <laughs> It's harder. Yeah. It's hard to find, uh, somebody who can make a print, a black and white print on watercolor. I can't do it because I just don't have the printer. I guess if I went out and bought a printer, I have a couple of printers, but neither of them, nothing's working here. Like printer to computer for whatever reason. Mm. Cause you know, we have a, just a lot of second, not secondhand equipment, but just older stuff, I guess. And, um, so anyway, I haven't been able to make it work at home and then to find somebody. Yeah. If anybody has any great ideas of where I could get a print made on watercolor paper, let me know. (laughs) So let me just ask so I can visualize this better. So the print would be on the watercolor paper. So it would be Mm -hmm. color like the, no black and white. Okay. Black and white. Got you. And then, Mm -hmm. and then you would add the color. Okay. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just another element of the offering I would like to throw in as a bonus or something cool. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't been able to figure out, I haven't been able to make an example yet. So, so that I'm trying to figure out how I can incorporate more video. I want to make a, like a little short films or something. I don't know. I mean, seriously, I know this is what happens when I sit around and, and this is what all this meditation brings forth. Um, I have been, you know, I mentioned, I've mentioned before that I've slowly been working on this historical novel that's really can't, I can't ever get out of research mode, which to me says I need to put it down again and, Mm. and walk away from it again until I feel inspired to work on it. I'm telling you, it's probably going to be something I'll write when I'm 80, (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) which is fine. Mm -hmm. Um, but during one of my meditations, this is, this is going to sound weird, but whatever, please keep an open mind. (laughs) Um, I was, okay, hold on. Yeah. uh, All right, go. (laughs) Okay. During one of my meditations, my college boyfriend like visited me and told me that, and he's, he's dead by the way, um, visited me and told me that I needed to write our story. I was like, oh, okay. All right. 
And so I kind of started that. And that could be something I can workshop in my writing, my writing workshop. If I jump back into that in this next session, but I'm thinking about it. So I am going to send you my friend, uh, friend through the internet, um, social media, Evelyn Lauer. She just posted, she just published a book of poetry. She's Mm -hmm. from Chicago, but she's been writing the story, the love story of her and her college love for a while. I think she had to set it down and started doing the poetry instead. Mm. But I think you might like her. Um, I think you might like her writing and her poetry. Okay. Really beautiful. I'm just yeah. going to send that to I'm going to write myself a little note to send that to you. Yeah. Uh, oh, I like, I like that that came to you in your meditation. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't think that's too weird. That's like things coming to me in the dreams. Like there's this other part yeah. of our brain that's like trying to tell us stuff. Exactly. If we're open it's, and clear and can receive it, it's like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's actually really cool because it doesn't all, it doesn't happen all the time, especially if you're trying to force things. It certainly doesn't happen. Um, but then it comes when you're least expecting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a gift. Right. Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. You've got a lot of great ideas, Sandra. You have so I many. do. So I many. always have good ideas. And then we're going to do something in June. I don't know if I can talk about it a whole lot because it's not just my thing. And, right. um, but all I'm going to say, <laughs> all I'm going to say is that there is a workshop in the works, uh, for June in Austin. And it involves, uh, a couple of people. <laughs> one who's been on this podcast, one who is, and two that are currently on this podcast, mm-hmm. and another friend that we have through social media. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's all I can say about it. I think right now, I don't, just because it's not my thing. Yeah, but I'm coming to Austin. That's all I know. Yeah, I don't know yeah. when. <laughs> yeah, but I know that I am because I want to see you. I know. And I want to interview some ladies while I'm there. I would love to do a podcast with some of the ladies that we admire and people that are creating, you know, talking about the show is what we talk about, creativity, art, recovery, like people who are creating their lives now in recovery. I don't think you have to be a painter or a filmmaker or anything. You don't have to be that. That is a creative avenue. Um, And we definitely want to talk to people that are doing those types of things. But I'm really interested in the real women that are creating their lives in sobriety. Yep. I find that super inspiring. Super inspiring. So I'm hoping that we can chat with a few while I'm there. Yeah, me too. Oh. Anything else? I think everybody's sick of us now. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Me, 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 me. Well, I'm glad that we did it all in one episode because I feel like trying to talk about these things just a little bit at a time, it just, uh, yeah, I'm, thank you for indulging me. I, I wanted to just have us talk about all of this stuff so that people, cause people are asking, you know, and, um, I've been so kind and receptive about the things that we're doing, Sandra. I feel so lucky. Well, and I love hearing what other people are working on too. I love hearing people's just big, crazy dreams or goals or inspiration, aspirations. Um, I love it. I think that, uh, it just, 
a rising, I say it all the time, didn't make it up, but I love to say it, a rising tide rises all ships. And I don't even say it correctly, but I think that that's, it's something along those lines, but. Mm-hmm. No, that's what, that's what I get so inspired by all of these women that I meet in recovery. Yeah. And that's what, you know, I just saw on Facebook on a few days ago, Sandra, that it was our two-year friend anniversary on Facebook. I can't even believe I didn't notice it until after it happened. February 16th, 2016, um, we became friends on Facebook. And look at us. Wow. Right? I heard you on a podcast. I like what you said. I wanted what you had. I like that feeling and that kind of comfort that you seem to have with your recovery. It was we probably friended on Facebook before we even spoke in real life, I'm sure. Yeah. I met you last February around this time. Oh. I came and met you in real life a year ago. Wait. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, the first time. But was no, in- you was in November. Yeah. Oh, I was romanticizing it. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I met you the first time when we, I came to the convention in Austin. That was in right. November, you're right. But last yeah. year, um, around this time, I came to see you again. And that's yes. when we in... first started working on the podcast. Yes, that's right. Because we had our little, we had our little meetup and we talked about gratitude journaling and mm-hmm. that was really fun. Do you remember when we sat in the little Airbnb and had... Um, and we ate pie. Wait, you brought me a pie. That's right. <laughs> no one's ever made me a pie. So good. Buttermilk, yeah. right? Uh-huh. But yeah. I made you a buttermilk pie and then we sat and we we chunked out all the work <laughs> for the podcast, right? Yeah. And we recorded ourselves and laughed a whole bunch. Like it sounded so <laughs> ridiculous to record ourselves on the computer. We couldn't even like keep a straight face. I'm like and then I was just so nervous to do it. We did it a few times. We're like, okay, that's good. That's good. We got it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Let's not do this anymore. It's weird. It feels really uncomfortable. <laughs> I forgot about that part. So <laughs> it just felt weird. It did feel yeah. so weird. And I have to say, it doesn't feel weird to me now to plug everything. I know how it all works now, right? It doesn't feel weird to talk to you. It feels like this morning when I woke up, I was like, oh, I'm so looking forward to talking to Sandra today. Yeah. Because yeah. since we do the podcast, we don't talk as much as we used to, I don't think. No, you're right. We yeah. don't. Just regular talking, chatting on the phone. Yeah. yeah. We don't. But, you know, but we're busy doing all of these things, which is so great because it's all blooming from, you know, the podcast has been this really nice place to come and um, touch base and talk with other women. But we're getting that confidence, I think, to go do these other things um, that we talked about today. Yeah. And I hope that inspires some of our listeners to do the same. I mean, I know some gals in our Unruffled um, podcast secret Facebook group are doing just that. Yeah. Starting businesses. mm -hmm. We invite invite everyone to share what they're working on on Fridays because we really want to celebrate everyone's uh, achievements or big, big dreams. Things are starting. Things are working on. Even if it's just um, recovering chairs. Yeah. Little, big, all of it. It's all important. Yeah. Like just taking that step of, of, um, you know, creating something beautiful in your life and with your life. I mean, that's what we're doing. 
And when we removed booze, like what I found, it's just like I had all this time and I had to fill it. I had to fill it with some, uh, um, some, some art and some creativity and rearranging furniture counts too, you know, <laughs> just like, yeah, you make your space beautiful. And yeah. Oh, well, I do want to say people, um, if they want to join our secret Facebook group, you just need to send me and Sandra a message. I want to apologize to some people who have sent me messages since January that I just saw. Oh, yeah. I didn't have Facebook on my phone. I just put it back on. Oh, right. So you're not, you don't get the notice that somebody's trying to send you a message. Yeah, I don't get that. And so I just Mm -hmm. saw a bunch sitting in there of people who were saying, Hey, can you please add me? Can you please add me? So, um, some of them I think must've already reached out to you because you added them, but I added them over the weekend and, um, I'll try to be better about that. Um, it's nothing personal. <laughs> if you've sent me something and I haven't responded, it's just because I get, there's so much social media, I get a little overwhelmed sometimes. Yeah. And I have a lot of people that go, I, I think I've mentioned this before, but there is a public page for the Unruffled. It was actually something that I had attached to my blog mm-hmm. um, when I first started it. And you can message me through there if you uh, want to be added to the secret Facebook group. And then we just have to be friends on Facebook and I can add you. You can feel free to unfriend me after if you need to. I, I so no hurt feelings, but I think there's a way you can add, e- do an email or something, but whatever. We don't know. We don't do it that way. <laughs> right. We're just very low tech. We're very low tech. Um, so there's that. And then also I want to say like, if people would um, give us a rating on iTunes, that would be really nice. Um, you can just mm-hmm. do a little star rating. Or if you want to write a review, you can. I know that takes a whole nother step. But if you want to just leave like a star rating, um, that helps us. And, you know, we don't know if we'll try to get sponsors or not. I mean, that seems like some work um, that I don't know that either one of us have time for right now. But, you know, we just do this podcast out of love. And, yeah. Um, so if you guys could give a little love back if you like the show, um, that'd be really nice. Yeah. Definitely. Tell your friends. (laughs) Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Um, So we've had a whole show of us, and we're going to leave you with uh, a little bit more of us with our three um, items from our unruffled toolbox for the week. Things helping us either in sobriety or creativity or life. Um, Instead of going back and forth, is it okay if I just nail out my three because they're so simple? So this week in particular and kind of carried over from last week, I I just have a lot going on. It seems like, I mean, we had um, went to see Rob Bell. We've got a couple of podcasts to record this week, some other interviews. I'm going to see our two rock shows this weekend. So I know, I know. I know. I can't wait to talk to you next week. I know. I know. There's just a lot going on. So I'm just keeping it super simple this week with my my unruffled tools. And they are sleep. <laughs> sleep is just the most important thing I can do for myself. Um, books. Reading a couple of things at once. One of them is My Fair Junkie. I'm finishing up Amy Dresner's book because she's going to be on the podcast. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Um, and so, yeah, books, sleep, books, and nourishing food. I have, um, I was kind of eating crappy, still plant based, but 
some like of the more easy process plant-based stuff. I got to say, I, um, was still having some vegetables, but then, you know, like the patty products and stuff. And, um, a couple of days ago I was like, ah, I need to reel this in and take some time to like make some of the things that I can eat quickly. Like I can make my own patties out of black eyed peas and sweet potatoes. And so I have kind of reeled it in and, and re-upped my supply of, of food that I can eat kind of quickly, but that's all homemade and nourishing. So that is it. When you have a plan for food, right? It just helps so much. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. it really does. So anyway, that's it for me. Good things. What time do you go to bed? Um, I try to lay down by eight thirty or nine mm-hmm. and I'm usually asleep by nine thirty. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta aim for that again. That used to get up at five. Yeah, I need to get up a little earlier. I know that those few first few hours are so important in the morning, so if I want to get some of these things done, I need to I need to go to bed a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, okay, so for me, uh let's see. Mine are pretty simple. Uh Purging and cleaning my studio. That was a reset button. So cleaning and purging is what I was going to say is the tool. When I reorganize something, a space, even if it's just my purse or my journal, if things are falling out of it and I've got papers, like when I kind of claim a space again, that's like a reset button for me. So that was it for me. This week I got stuck. I had some hard emotions. I was feeling a feeling and I thought I need to go and take some action that whole mantra from rich roll that i heard mood follows action just do something so sounds kind of boring (laughs) cleaning purging reorganizing something um has been helpful and i don't know that anybody else is going to appreciate this tool maybe some of the ladies will but i just bought this is it aveda blue Mm -hmm. blue malva shampoo and conditioner the blue Mm -hmm. line for my gray hair silver Mm -hmm. hair whatever you want to call it and it has helped so much. It's purple, and it's helping kind of the brassiness of my gray that's coming in super strong. Mm. Um, I was feeling really self-conscious about my hair, and it just, I don't know, just didn't look great. And I guess you still have to take care of gray hair, even though you're yeah. just all natural. You still have to do things. So this has this beautiful purple. It's deep, deep purple. And I put it on, and you leave it on for 15 minutes, the shampoo, and... um it's been lovely and my hair feels really good and it looks kind of shiny and healthy and yeah. Nice. So that was my little thing I was digging this week and mantras been really helpful to me. I've been mm-hmm. writing, I write them at the top of my um, calendar every week mm-hmm. and I write them on little cards and put in my purse and my little, my little toolkit bag that I have like, you know, my oils in and my sobriety chips and all of that. I keep them in there. I, I use them as bookmarks. So this week's mantra for me was, um, I saw this by Erica Badu, um, musician, um, singer, and it says, evolving involves eliminating. Mm-hmm. And I need to think about that. Not just this week, but maybe for the next few weeks about what, you, like, what can we eliminate? What can we remove? Like what you just said about what you're doing in Lori's class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the thing? Which I know what the answer is. It's social media. So, oh yeah, that's the one for me. I love it. And I know that I'm spending way too much time. So, um, that mantra evolving involves eliminating. I need to think about that. 
a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that's what those mantras do for me every week. It's not like that I cement them or that I... It, it's almost carries on beyond the week. It's like a month of it, like just kind of thinking. But every week I'll write a new one and just or a saying or a phrase. Like you say stuff sometimes I put on there like, um, let's see if this shit works at home. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that. I know you heard that sometimes I know that's too, a good I, one. I love it. It's just, <laughs> that's such a great one to like put at the top of my calendar. Like, okay, that means be kinder. Be, be as kind to my family as I am to people in recovery. Right. How about that, Tammy? Yeah. <laughs> so walking, walking the talk. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Walking the talk. You're right. All right. I think we've talked enough. Speaking I think we have. I think we have. We need to know myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for indulging us. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Bye. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by NMMD. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designer Chris Aguirre. Thanks for listening.